Hello world, welcome to Hopecast. This is our podcast on spirituality, sexuality, wellness and queerness. This is Paul in London welcoming you to an extra cast, which is our kind of mini episode in between the main episodes. And on this one I discovered two things that I didn't know. Um, number one is that there is no such thing as privacy on Hopecast. Oh, well, I didn't discover that. Nick discovered that because Nick um, arrived a little early and we were just chatting and he said, oh, I've just pulled someone in the street. And <laughs> my first reaction was to press record. So I'm really sorry, Nick. I mean, obviously he knew about it, but I think that shows who I've become. That's the second thing I learned was, uh, yeah, now it's all content, baby. So, uh, yes, thank you to Nick for being so generous and not just immediately uh, logging off. So what you hear in this episode is myself and Nick and Matthew, who joins uh, just as we're starting to chat. And we cover so many things. I, <laughs> I was having a bit of a festive freak out at the time of recording, just feeling really overwhelmed with so much going on. And so, yeah, this was like free therapy, really. And uh, I hope that you find it helpful, as I did, because it was incredibly helpful just as a way of, um, I don't know, just calming everything down. And yeah, there's so much great stuff in this episode. One of the things I did notice, actually, when I was doing some editing is that Nick's sound is quite low, um, which I didn't notice at the time. So you might have to just lean in a little bit in a bit closer or we're turning into an a AMSR whatever it's called what's that thing where people like Russell Crisp packets um, anyway so yeah lean in and uh, <laughs> you'll hopefully hear Nick a bit clearer so yeah imagine set the scene imagine uh, Nick has just sat down and is just being very uh, open and honest and he says I've just pulled someone in the street <laughs> I'm so sorry Nick I'm so bad I just think it's really interesting one of the things I thought we could talk about on the extra cast is your beautiful sentence from a previous episode where you said I don't understand relationships and then just as we settle in you say oh, I just pulled a guy on the street so discuss discuss well maybe pulling a guy on the street and not understanding relationships aren't necessarily mutually exclusive <laughs> oh, I, I certainly yeah I, I i struggle with how to create anything sort of sustaining or sustainable but no this was a classic thing i was just walking along the street after having had a massage from a friend and oh. um and uh oh matthew i love your your background that's i was <laughs> i was doing a um zoom recording thing with one of my friends the other day in like an anime face like i just posted it on instagram yesterday but this was the background i can't remember how to change it <laughs> we've um we've started recording matthew so welcome we've Hello. started recording just because nick was saying that he just pulled a guy in the street oh well done so we were um, like this is content tell me more <laughs> <laughs> So I, I have a, a friend who's a masseur, he, he's a professional masseur, and I went round for a massage swap with him. So I just had about three hours of being really happily enjoyable in my body. And I was leaving his to come back for this. Uh, 
and there was a guy walking along the street who just I thought looked really handsome so I smiled as we walked past and he smiled back and I thought oh that's that's nice when a man just feels so comfortable in himself he can smile back at you and I sort of walked a few steps and I thought I wonder if I should look over my shoulder at this point <laughs> so I stopped and looked over my shoulder um, and he stopped and looked over his shoulder as well uh, so he was just on his phone so I was just texting you to sort of say okay I'm trying to get my way back but and then I was thinking like what's happening here so he finished his phone call and he was pretending to look in a gallery window um, so <laughs> I <laughs> I, I just wandered up and said, oh, hi, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh, hello, how are you? Uh, so we chatted for a while and swapped numbers. I love it. Well done. I love these stories. The organic meetings are the best. Yeah. Yes. And what? how did you feel doing that? Oh, there's always that feeling of excitement in, in those uh, situations for me. Um, and I love that feeling of being in the moment, you know, the apps and trying to answer, you know, what are you into and how big are you? And, you know, all the standard questions, it's like just starts to, uh, my sort of energy just drains out of me as I'm doing all of that. Um, whereas something that's happening in the moment and, and, and when we then approached each other and he has a lovely ginger beard and I was just thinking like, oh yeah, you, you are really hot. So um uh and just and also it's also about making human connection because you know we didn't just sort of stand there on the street and immediately pull our tops off and then pull our trousers down and sort of like you know the oh. there's there's that grinder spoof video on youtube about if real life were like grinder <laughs> sort of like you know you stop and say hi to someone in the park and then the next moment is they they said hi back and then they're pulling their trousers down to give you a dick pic so <laughs> it's just like oh it's just like hi hello have it coming into conversation connecting um having a, a sense of the energy of the other man and feeling like oh yeah i like i like this this feels good that's so cool. And you said, you know, the next part, the sustaining part is the challenging part. I mean, for me, I would find just talking to someone like that, I just find that my brain just closes down. And I just end up saying random stupid things. Or, you know, like when two words just smoosh themselves and come out as one made up word, and then you're just like, oh, or they say hello, and you go, yeah, good, thanks. And it's like, oh, God, I can't bear it. I'm fine once I get into the conversation, but I'm rubbish at starting them. I can't do small talk. Yeah, it's how are you with that, Matthew? Do you, do you have you found a way to be comfortable with? Um, I think there's that. Mo I still recognise that moment now when you're like about to, to I don't know, make contact with someone or X Y Z, and you have that like, oh fuck, what am I going to say? And then you just like step into it. Just go. Yeah, I think you just got to not get in your head you've just got to like step forwards before you stop yourself that's that's my biggest thing is keep moving forwards don't let yourself <laughs> sense yourself before you've even begun yeah 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 because other, otherwise i could tell he was like he was looking in this gallery window and i so i think like oh have i misread this you know because it's, it's like now he's not looking around he's just so and i could i could tell that then when we when we move towards each other 
he, he was obviously having that. He's like, what do I say? What do I do here? <laughs> yeah, before butterflies moment. Yes. Yeah. I think that's why I say I'm, 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 I, someone once said to me, I should run a workshop on these types of things because I do actually find myself quite confident in those situations. Um, where it falls short. So, so like the last time I was at uh, Zodiac bar, uh, and there was a guy there I really liked, uh, the look of, and I'd taken this principle actually from something I read when I first came to London 15 years ago, where it said, if you go out for a night and you want to meet someone, you don't have to, but if you're going out and you want to meet someone, one approach is, you know, just accept that there may be a whole load of guys you'll speak to who will say no and that's okay the, the story was this man who went went out every friday night and he'd he every man he found attractive he'd be like oh hey do you want a drink hi you know fancy dance and and he'd get you know 15 no's but then he'd always end up going home with someone that he found attractive because the 16th said yes <laughs> And it's that sense of self-esteem and confidence rather than what happened to me was I'd go up to one person, they'd say no, and then I'd just withdraw into the corner and feel, like, you know, rotten. <laughs> but the last time I was at Zodiac a few months ago, I, I had done that with a couple of men and nothing happened. And, and then there was this guy I liked and I thought he had a really nice beard again. So I just sort of went up to him and said, oh, I really like your beard. He said, oh, thanks. My beard really likes your face. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, listeners of Hopecast, if you have a beard, Nick's going to chat to you in the street. <laughs> and we want pictures. <laughs> Thank you. You've made me smile. Do you know, I was coming into this today feeling really, like, distracted. I think I was having a bit of a festive freak out of suddenly feeling like everything's really busy. Mm. <laughs> oh, feeling it. Yeah. Um, even so I'd gone to Nick's meditation group last night, which was so grounding. So I turned up and I was feeling like I was in a million different places. And then I got on the tube afterwards to go home and there was this advert, like just this picture. And I can't stop thinking about it, which is ridiculous. So it's never for Whole Foods. And it's just this picture of like this big turkey, this big festive turkey. And the headline is, make every bite epic this season. And I thought, fucking hell, every bite has to be epic. <laughs> Where's the space for just an okay or a bit disappointing? And it just felt like it was feeding into this thing of like, oh God, we're getting into this festive season. Mm. Suddenly there is no time for anything. When am I going to put the tree up? Oh, I've got to start getting my Christmas cards done. Oh, and every fucking bite of the turkey has got to be epic. It's just, I'm feeling like I'm freaking out. It's so, pressure. It's so much pressure. God. You have to have the perfect Christmas. Everything must go perfectly. And we're going away. We're, we planned a week away this Christmas just so that we don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Mm. But now I'm thinking... Well, you know, who knows? COVID is back, 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 baby. Mm. And maybe that won't happen. And so maybe we will have to have a Christmas. And yeah, it's just like, oh God, I wish my brain would stop. But I, and I think I'm very much in what if. 
And between now and Christmas, I'm doing loads of stuff, seeing lots of people. And all of that is really lovely. All of that is brilliant. And I then just go, but when am I stopping? Mm-hmm. I feel you. <laughs> I'm, exa- I'm very there right now. Um, yeah, I've definitely, I mean, the last few, the lead up to Christmas has been especially busy, but I'm just looking like the next few weeks and knowing how much is on. And it's just like, when am I supposed to just breathe? It's, it's a lot. Um, but I'm really trying to like carve out that time because I know how important it is and to not get it, it's um, not going to help things feel any less stressful. So yeah, it's, it's feeling like a challenge at the moment. I think it's because of the, the state of the world and COVID resurging again, it's all of that energy is out there. And as well as inside, it's kind of mirroring the internal world at the moment. So we're all in this together. (laughs) And so what are your um, warning signs, I guess? Maybe that's the wrong word. What are your, what do you notice in yourselves if you feel like, oh, I need to do something proactive because otherwise I'm just going to start spiraling. Like for me, it's, you know, focusing on an advert or I was in, um, I was working in a place yesterday and they were playing Christmas songs and Fairy Tale of New York came on and I was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) Immediately bracing myself for the F word. And it's just little things like that. I just find myself getting really fixated on little things stupid little things what about you two what, what's tipping you over the edge when when something like that happens it's just i i notice i go into my head and i lose touch with my body mm. so i just it becomes very much a head thing about worrying or feeling anxious or catastrophizing um not being in the moment um you know maybe to link that with that example of zodiac bar it's like whereas in the moment i could just chat the guy up and we ended up coming home together it was great but then when it came to trying to sustain that through having some text exchanges then it went into all the worry and anxiety and am i getting this right and should i text now and what should i say um and there's something about and i feel when when that energy is there then it's an energy that rises up and comes into my head and i come out of the moment i come out of being spontaneous and i'm i'm in the the storytelling mind and the catastrophizing mind and the what if mind and um and it always start all of that starts to feel overwhelming and is there something that you do when you notice that you're losing a bit of connection what's your What's your go-to practice or thing? What about you, Matthew? Because you're quite good with these things. <laughs> um, I think in, in normal circumstances, perhaps. Um, <laughs> not now. I, not, not now. Can, can confirm, not, not <laughs> coping too well. Um, no, for me, it's it's the noticing not being present when I'm looking too far ahead um and kind of thinking about everything that's happening next week before what's even going to happen today um and like oh god how am i going to fit that in with this and yeah it's that it's that spiraling and it's all from not being in the present moment i know exactly when i'm doing it um to try and get myself out of it what do i do I kind of, I like inventorying, like making a list, which sometimes is a bit even more like, ah, 
of like all the things I need to do and like prioritizing um, the things that can be done like right now for helping something later that day or tomorrow. Um, and once everything's written out, I find that super helpful. Um, my morning journaling, uh, if I get that done in the, in the morning, I feel like my thoughts are much more clear for the rest of the day. Um, walking out in nature is hugely helpful for me, um, which because I cycle everywhere at the moment, I've really noticed actually, I haven't walked anywhere in such a long time. And I got the, um, got the tube and public transport for the first time in ages. I went to see steps on uh, Friday evening, which was very fun. Um, but it was the first time I'd like walked somewhere in, in really long time. Cause I'm cycling straight from my house, parking my place and going in. And I was like, Oh, actually like using, I mean, I, when I'm cycling, I find I get into being with my thoughts more because it's just kind of a, a mindful practice, uh, mindful task or thing. But walking, I really find slows me down, um, especially if I'm walking in in around nature and stuff as well. But yeah, it's something I've not done in a while. So that's probably one of the reasons why I'm um, feeling a bit overwhelmed. Yeah. I miss the countryside. I really miss, um, yeah, I miss just being able to like walk down a country lane. I think that's something I really noticed in light of uh, of the first lockdown when I was at home and London life. Whenever I go out and cycle in London now and it's like rush out, I'm like, oh my God, this is just a lot. And I, I think I'm even more hypersensitive to what, to what I was before. And I'm really noticing, I think I've said this before, I'm still not back into like the swing of things. I, I find it really jarring going into central London when it's really busy now. And I'm like, oh, it's just like the, all the energies in the air. I just feel like they are heavy and they are oppressive. And I'm like, oh, I need to be, I need to be in a quiet room to get, a, to get some downtime from this. So if I'm in that hectic state and then I'm experiencing all that, yeah. Need to need to find more grounding is is the takeaway from that. <laughs> I remember I went to a talk by Will Young a few years ago, and he was talking about this experience. He's a, he's a beautiful speaker when when um, he's speaking to a group, um, so um, so unassuming and and just uh, present in what he's saying. And he was talking about how you know he can get. A sense of overwhelm because obviously people recognize him in the street or, or are coming up to him or taking photos and um and so in his imagination he puts on a a superhero suit so he has this sense that he's just sort of zipping up or putting on this superhero suit as he's walking along the street and that gives him this feeling of, of protection um so i think what maybe a lot of us is gay or bi or queer beings have is you know from that thing of minority stress as a child is maybe I, I i certainly haven't internalized a feeling of being safe in a group or safe um in a in a crowded place um so you know paradox that's probably why you know sometimes some of us even find it hard going into a gay bar without getting drunk or taking something to help us feel relaxed because there's that, like, you know, there's that soft, vulnerable animal body of ours, which as a, as a little child, it was exposed to that sense that, you know, whenever I'm in a group, whenever I'm with others, are they going to laugh at me? Am I going to be the one that's left out? 
you know, am I going to be the one that's made fun of um, or pointed at, or will it will I be the one that's wearing the wrong clothes for, you know, um, turning up at school or the one that brings a doll in as I did and suddenly finds out that spending a day with a doll when I'm nine years old isn't isn't you know valued by the other boys in the school it's not validated not on the same page <laughs> on the same page Maybe not even I on the same book with, I mean I, I got away with joining the girls for skipping every break time I never mm. used to be made fun of that but I always used to play skipping with the girls every break I would much rather be with them on the skipping ropes um than running around kicking a football around mm. um so I just wonder there's a so so his thing of that saying you know he puts on this superman suit it's like maybe there is that sense inside us of that sense of vulnerability so it's easier to reach that point of overwhelm because in a way it's a PTSD thing you know we've already had those experiences we've forgotten of being overwhelmed in the playground overwhelmed when we went to cubs for the first time sort of overwhelmed when we were you know, walking along the street and sort of someone said something to us. Um, you know, I remember as a teenager about um, 18 or so, I was I was cycling into Cambridge and um, I wasn't a student at that point, but I looked like a Cambridge student. I just had this sort of white flannel jacket on and some knee length shorts. And sort of, I sort of looked very Cambridge. And these guys in a van who drove past me as, as we stopped at some traffic lights, they just wound the window down and said, oh, hey, you're gay. And sort of, and um, like as a wanting to insult me. And I think I've maybe just come out at that point. So I, I think I did say something like, yes, I am. Do you want your cock sucked? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, <laughs> OK. And then you ended up. <laughs> But there is still that sense of like, all I'm doing is just minding my own business, cycling into town. And then someone shouts an insult at me using what I've just starting to identify with as my own assertive sense of identity as an insult. Um, so, so I've gone on a bit there, but I, I, I'm just wondering from that thing of what Will Young said, maybe there's a value in being able to create that sense of it's like I'm I'm safe. I've got this mm. boundary around me as you know, like as Matthew's going into town and is like feeling all of this vibration of everyone. It's like rather than feeling that it's coming right up to your skin, what's it like to imagine a a force field of energy around you or, you know, some protective uh force that's holding that at a little bit of a distance. Mm. Also, it's the thing that you do with the insult that's thrown at you. And <laughs> interesting how my brain just used that word. Because I was thinking, what if they shouted to you, you're a man? You'd be like, yeah, or you're white. Mm -hmm. And so there is something about being able to just take that energy and just go, well, yeah. But I, I think that it's said sometimes with so much weight behind it from a negative place that to actually kind of you know in that superman way kind of catch the energy absorb it either walk away or throw it back at them you know there's something very empowering i am struggling to get past the image of will young in a superhero outfit but <laughs> i'll get there um because i sometimes feel like if i, I 
I feel like I sometimes walk around with that superhero outfit on without that that's actually just me and not as in oh I'm super but as in I feel like I've had to armor myself or you know wear something that's bulletproof and actually the really liberating thing would be just to put on a t-shirt yes and walk out with that sense of vulnerability or take the suit off and you know or whatever it is because I think I often I know a, a colleague of mine which feels like I'm coming full circle interesting um god I can't even let my thoughts come out without coming to the end of the sentence before I even get there so a colleague of mine when I'm in a stressed out space she'll be like oh superman outfit's gone on because I immediately start like responding to everything really quickly and I'm very present and she she's not meaning it as a good or bad thing it's just her way of going just calm down a bit just you don't have to do everything you don't have to save the world and that is making me think about how I started the conversation, I guess, by going, God, I feel like I'm just, you know, literally flying around everywhere with my cape billowing. And maybe it is just about slowing down, that it's okay. How about you, Max? I know that you're, you are literally flying around, you know, like strapping on your distracting breasts and off you go. <laughs> Not tonight. No, I'm going to help um, the LGBT community centres opening tomorrow. So I'm volunteering for them this evening to help with their soft launch. And um, tomorrow they're going to be fully open at their pop-up in Blackfriars. So come down and see us um, and donate money to them if you can. Um, yeah, I'll put, put the notes in the show notes. But yeah, it's going to be so fun. It's like a sober space for LGBT people. Um, there's going to be workshops. There's going to be just fun times. <laughs> that's such a great, what a wonderful thing that's opening, and so cool that you're a part of that as well. I know. As soon as I, um, as soon as I heard about it, it was before lockdown actually um, that I was like trying to get involved with it because it was still in the very um, early stages of it. So when when I saw that they were looking for more volunteers to help with the pop up, I was like, get me involved. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm really passionate about having somewhere that people can meet and form this like real community in person that's not revolving around alcohol or drugs or sex um, and like connects people of all ages and, and uh, genders and sexualities and all backgrounds like we've done with this with this podcast and the meditation group like I want that to happen on a wider scale I think this is like the perfect mm. thing we need it like the community needs it so much especially in light of the pandemic um, and yeah I really hope it's going to be successful and lots of people are going to make connections and um, positive things come from it it's going to be good mm. and it's such a good reminder that we don't have to do this alone mm -hmm. we don't have to just be on our own thinking 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 and just by being in that community, by being together, there's something about going, ah, oh, we are all in this together. We are all together. I went to a pantomime on Sunday at uh, the Theatre Above the Stag. It was my first ever pantomime and also my first ever gay pantomime. And it <laughs> was in the so... pant. <laughs> oh, yeah, boom, boom. I mean, it was just those kind of jokes all the yeah. way through. 
three hours of jokes about dick it was the funniest thing ever there was a bit of me that was thinking oh I don't know what this is going to be like my friend uh, Jonas took me along as his plus one which was lovely because I had no expectations and and it was amazing and I loved like just being in this whole room full of queer people watching something that was made for us that actually and even though you know I'm all about inclusion there's a bit of me that thought god if I brought a straight friend they would not have a clue what's going on here <laughs> there are so many references that would just not be seen and it was so empowering and you know we were all a bunch of adults and you know singing along and booing and cheering and it's like there was a sense of freedom in that a sense of this is for us we are here together this experience is only it's only good because we're all throwing ourselves into it so yeah that sense of togetherness was really powerful i'm gonna have to go and see that i love a i love an adult panto that was very fun <laughs> i would go a million more times really? so if you want to do like a hope cast outing you would absolutely go it's actually sold out now until january okay yeah people want to do a hope cast go in search of dick <laughs> Is that no, what it's called? No, it's a, it's something like a new dick in town. It's <laughs> like dick <laughs> racing. It is, but everything is just a dick joke, which is amazing. It's such a brilliant performance. So yeah, if people want to do that in the new year, let's organise it. Let's just have a night out together. Let's do it. Oh look, okay. <laughs> so I start off by going, oh, I'm so busy, and then finish off by going, let's arrange another night. Let's out. make more plans. And isn't that the paradox of life? No, but I think it's, it's, it's about making those plans that you're excited for as well as the things <laughs> you're doing. Like, I, 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 yeah, I, I always, um, I don't mind doing the, like, I, I will do as many of the fun plans as, as uh, I can, but like, it's when you have to cram everything in between the things you need to be doing, it's like, ugh. There, there, there is something about what you were saying about, you know, yes, there's both putting on the Superman suit to keep you safe, but then there's also making the, the space to bring some kindness to, to whatever feels vulnerable. Mm. And and that, that self-care practice, however, whatever it is for you, whether it's a formal self-care of actually stopping and holding yourself and speaking, to the vulnerable part or whether it's taking a nice long bath or you know, doing something that nurtures you in some way uh, calling mm. a friend and having a good conversation that's one of the things i do when when i'm feeling i need something and i'm going too much into my own thing i'll, I'll connect with a friend and, and really just enjoy a conversation and a feeling of connection mm. Yeah, I really noticed that in this moment now, which again, you know, takes me back to be in the moment, that all of these things have just been in my head. And I've just been carrying them around, like another thing goes in my brain, another thing goes in my brain. And just having this chance to talk and share experiences, you know, there's such power in just giving each other space to be seen, to be heard, mm -hmm. to be listened to, to be acknowledged, validated to know it's not just me and to know that there's option you know there's choices that we can make in those situations how about you matthew what is there one thing that you might try and amplify a little bit over the festive season i think um the thing i was going to say before is just sharing all of that stuff with someone well one person two person therapist a group a support network like wherever it is 
um, don't keep it all to yourself because then it will just keep piling up and then you're just going to be like burnout. <laughs> um, so yeah, helping helping offload people that you trust and then will that will listen to you and you'll be seen and heard by. Um, yeah, sometimes just just talking out is enough for you, for it to be not overwhelming. So yeah, that's that's my takeaway. <laughs> Sage advice. So that's our extra cast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you always for listening. And uh, if you like what we do, you can leave us a rating. Uh, five stars, please. Anything less is homophobic. You can check out all of our socials at Hopecast Podcast. Go to our website. Uh, actually, don't go to our, our website. is terrible. If anyone out there knows how to make a website interesting, do tell us. But anyway, yeah, go and check it out. Hopecastpodcast.com. Shield your eyes. Um, you can email us, wwbd at hopecastpodcast.com, particularly if you have any kind of festive dilemmas that you want uh, the Buddha's perspective on for our What Would Buddha Do section. Otherwise, just stay in touch. We always love hearing from you, and we are grateful for everyone that listens. We'll see you again next time on Hopecast. <laughs>